welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we are equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive and live well. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Three Little Things podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm joined as always with my co-host Lily and we've got something a little bit different this time around to squeeze in a couple of bonus extra episodes for you guys we have actually pieced together two episodes that we've kind of i guess filmed by correspondence i guess you would say our wonderful guest adele has actually filmed a couple of snippets for us to piece together and drop as bonus episodes so the format of these two episodes is going to be slightly different you're going to hear from us of course as normal at the beginning and then we're going to jump to adele's part that she recorded and you'll hear from us to wrap it up but Lily, let's, what are we talking about in this first bonus episode? Right. Well, first of all, I think we need to uh, frame why we end up doing it this way. And I'm going to use some words that Sarah knows I hate, but they actually work for the occasion. So we were meant to um, record this yesterday. And when I went to Sarah's place, it was um, total power, power blackout, <laughs> right? There was yeah. no power in the whole building and that wasn't going to come back anytime soon. Um, Sarah's computer was down to 19%, um, couldn't plug it in, couldn't charge it. <laughs> and so I rang Adele, who is in, and I will uh, introduce Adele in a moment, I rang Adele, who's in Hobart, and sure enough, her internet was down as well. So what Science. do we do? What do we do, Sarah? We, <laughs> we pivoted! <laughs> Lily's favourite word. <laughs> we pivoted because we're so agile. Um, anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Um, so we have this great two episodes coming up and Adele has recorded them for us and we will just do the introduction and conclusion so it should all fit. So I wanted to tell you a bit more about Adele before we start because to hear her information, I think we need to know where she came from because it sounds a bit out of the box, but where Adele actually came from was from a, a neuroscience background. She has a PhD in neuroscience and she was... Um, doing a lot of high-end research into Alzheimer's and, and dementia when she herself had a health crisis. Now, all this information is in our previous episodes with Adele, so you can go back and listen to that. But Adele found her answers not just through Western medicine because it was unable to um, really help her thoroughly. She went sideways and now has ended up in this particular way of healthcare we will hear about. She also, in her previous episode with us, described epigenetics really clearly, I felt, for the lay person. So that's really good to listen to. I think it's episodes 50 and 51, where she describes how our genes don't have to doom us. So we do urge you to listen to that because we'll frame today's episode. And the big thing really in the end is how to live because this is my 40th year in practice and I see so many patients who really enjoy good health and it's not just because the environment is any better outside of them but the internal environment is so much better and really in the end that is the only environment we have complete control over. Uh, you, we can't control who who's going to be in parliament tomorrow and which tragedy happened in Prague However, we can actually have some say as to how we react to these external forces. So what Adele will cover today is um, going to 
um, help us along that line as well. The other thing I want to say about Adele is that uh, she, in her capacity as in a natural healing arts now, has written a book that we interviewed her for in episode number 39. And the book really helps where I think it's really important, and that is from a child's perspective, because once we're adults, although we're not fully formed and we're still quite neuroplastic, it's when we're tiny and um, still in that theta brain state that we can have some amazing things happen in our nervous systems, which will serve us well for the many years to come. So her book is called Butterflies Be Gone. And in episode 39, um, she speaks to it. Mm. And it's, it's all about, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called Yoga Therapy for Childhood Anxiety. Mm. So Wonderful. there we have. So we're going to cut now to Adele's episode, to the content of the episode, and then you'll hear from us in a moment when we wrap it all up. Hi, Lily. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me back on your fantastic podcast to talk about all things summer. We think of summer as a season that's warm and there's holidays and festivities, but how do we stay balanced with all these things going on? It can help us to understand summer from the perspective of the five element theory of traditional Chinese medicine. So in TCM, summer is seen as the time of the heart. It's a time of communication, of social activities, of being a bit more extroverted than we might otherwise be at other times of the year and to work on our and enjoy our relationships. And this is because the energy is expansive. It's, it's upwards and outwards, and it just helps us to be more out of ourselves, more extroverted. And it's also associated with being active in, especially out in nature, which is, you know, pleasant to be in when it's warmer. The summer is regulated by the fire element. Now, this is not surprising when you think that there's a lot of sun in summer. It's like we've got this ball of fire in the sky, beaming sun and warmth and heat down on us. So it's governed by the fire element. And because of this, this excess of sun, this abundance of sun, we then have an abundance of energy from the sun. That means we have a lot of energy to give to ourselves and to other people and to do things that are altruistic. So thinking of others, going and, and socialising, getting Christmas presents, exchanging presents and gifts, um, doing family activities, all of these social things are much easier when there's a lot of energy in, in the environment. Now, most of the the elements in well, all of the other elements in five element theory have two meridians, two paired meridians related to them. But in the fire element, there are actually four meridians associated with it. The first two are the heart and the paired small intestine meridian. Now, the small intestine is like our internal sun, our internal fire generator, it generates heat and it, it sort of cooks the food and it gets nutrients and heat from the food. And then the heart then distributes that around the body. Now the heart doesn't just do that. It's, it's called the emperor in TCM because it rules over all the other organs. So it not only distributes the blood around the body, but it also distributes energy and emotions. And most importantly, it's where the Shen resides. It's the house for the Shen, which is the spirit or our soul. So if you think of, if, if something touches your heart, your spirit, then you put your hands over your heart. That's the center of, the, of our self, of our being. And that's what's primary in, in the, uh, the summertime. 
Now the heart is protected and assisted by the heart constrictor meridian, which is also called the pericardium or the heart protector. And that is is paired with the triple heater or also called the triple burner meridian. So the triple, so the, the heart constrictor tends to regulate all of our internal communications through the blood, pumping the blood around the body through the cardiovascular system. The triple heater tends to regulate all our external communications through the lymphatic system, the immune system, some parts of the nervous system, and our our bioelectromagnetic field that surrounds us and every other living organism, uh, also known as the aura. So these work to in, in together with the heart and the small intestine, all four of these meridians tend to regulate our communication with ourselves internally and with our with the external environment and other people. And the triple heater also has the function of three burners, which are called three burners or heaters, which are sort of sources of energy in our bodies. One's in the gut, one's in the heart, and one's in the head. Now, what yoga can we do to keep us balanced in summer? Now, the fire energy, as I've just said, is expansive. And the heart needs this expansiveness to be able to be unconstricted. So it can beat. The actual heart organ itself can beat unconstricted in the chest. So we need a relaxed and open and flexible chest and torso and arms to let the heart do its work. And then then that allows that, that upper body opening and flowering lets everything work smoothly. And then we can communicate and be social and life's, life's easy. It's a, it's a joy, which is what we get when the heart is, is balanced and, and healthy. So in yoga, we want to focus on, it sound, might sound a little odd, but we want to actually focus on building a lower body, strong lower body, because we need a strong lower body. That means the core downwards, core and hips, legs, that needs to be strong so that the upper body can then be open and relaxed and expansive. So the converse is, which we see a lot with when we're sitting a lot of the time on computers, we're not active as, as much as we perhaps should be. What we get is a weak lower body, weak core, and misalignment too often in the spine or the, or the legs or the, or the skeleton in general. And then the upper body stays tense to protect itself and to protect the heart and hold itself. So we want the reverse, lower body strong, upper body open and relaxed. So things that that really help the heart and and the whole of the the um all of the meridians associated with the fire element are things like squats. Squats are fantastic. They build the thighs and and the glutes absolutely great. The the warrior poses are very good because they build lower body strength and upper body opening. Uh, lunges, the salute to the sun or Surya Namaskar as it's called in yoga. That has a lot of um, different components to it, which help things like the spine and the lower body and the upper body to be open. Uh, and it's also a very good gratitude practice for the sun to to be thankful for the the abundance that the sun gives us. So you can add that as a layer of of, of appreciation when you're doing the the salute to the suns every morning to the sun. Uh, and any exercise that builds up good leg muscles and hip muscles and core muscles and that includes all of the great outdoor summer activities that we might do so sports and uh, bushwalking or jogging or walking the dog or swimming surfing uh, you name it those are all really great things to to help us to be to be healthy and balanced in summer 
Now, part of the the opposite of that is to to open up the the torso and the chest and the arms. So stretching, very specifically, stretching the arms behind the head and behind the back in all sorts of positions helps to open the shoulders. Uh, And doing that daily is important, just gently, but daily so that the the arms become more open and the upper body becomes more open and expansive. Now, a really good way to do this with the to, to make the arms more flexible is to make a habit, for example, of rubbing your back in the shower with a washcloth with both arms. So you do it with one arm, you naturally do it with your easy one, then you switch over and you do it with the, the less easy one. And just without stress or strain, you will notice over time that you will get much more flexibility, particularly in the in the shoulder or arm that is less flexible. It's also really fantastic uh, and quite important, really, to be honest, to meditate every day, ideally for 10 or 20 minutes, if possible, because that that um, rekindles and can, and um, maintains that connection to ourself, to our spirit, to the shen in the heart. So we can keep in touch with our inner self. Uh, at all times, if we keep re- uh, regular meditation practice, and then that helps us with with our socialising and our being altruistic, giving gifts and being generous, all those things that make summer uh, an enjoyable time. And some of the great meditation techniques for summer are loving kindness meditation because it's directly ger- generating love in the heart. Uh, yoga nidra is very good, especially if your nervous system is feeling fried from the, the, you know, the race towards the end of the year and, and the, all the Christmas stuff that goes on. Um, that will help to, to calm down the nervous system. And oh, chanting is very good. Any sort of singing, but particularly chanting of mantras. Um, any mantras in Sanskrit are great. Om is just a really easy one. You can't forget it. And just doing that regularly and feeling the vibrations while you're chanting. If you're doing OM, you feel it in the gut, in the heart, in the head. And if you don't already have a meditation practice, then the summer holidays might be a good time to start because maybe you've got a little bit more time and it's easier to get up a bit earlier if you need to before the kids or, you know, around your daily life. Uh, and, and if you can feel the benefits during your holidays, hopefully as in, as the year launches and starts to you know get back to work and and maybe a bit of stress comes in then hopefully you'll be able to carry that into the year with more peace and calm and and um and a regular practice now food is a really important way of keeping us balanced all year round so what can we do to help us prepare for summer and to stay balanced during summer in terms of what we eat and choose to eat number 1 possibly is to eat less salt so hopefully we've been eating well in spring. As we go into summer, we're already feeling light and relaxed and open. But one thing to watch if that's not the case is what is our salt intake? So if we've been eating preserved food, you know, processed foods, any sort of processed foods generally has quite a lot of salt in it. Or if we just eat a healthy diet, but we do like the salt, um, I'm one of those. <laughs> we do need to reduce the salt going into summer because Although we do need more salt, particularly sea salt and um, mineral-rich salt and mineral-rich foods in winter, we need less of it in summer so that we can get that expansion because the body is is trying to expand as the energy of the season is to expand upwards and outwards and the salt does the opposite. It's contracting and downward energy. So we just need to be careful. It doesn't mean no salt. We don't want pritikin diet. That's also not healthy, but we just want to... Just check in. Are you feeling tense? Are your shoulders tight? Are them tight muscles? Then you might just want to 
give yourself a little rest from some of the salty foods for a few days and just see how it feels. Maybe just gravitate towards less salt in your diet. We also want to gravitate away from heavier foods and towards lighter foods. So eating lightly is important in summer because quite frankly, we just don't need as much energy because we get a lot of energy from the sun. The environment is warmer anyway, so we don't need to use as much energy to keep warm as we do in the cooler months. And we're also generally more active. So we generate, our metabolisms are higher. We're we're generating internal heat with that small intestine burning away there uh, and the triple heater function. So we get more energy from our activity. We also tend to be more active. We're breathing more, getting more oxygen in. We're getting life force or chi or ki in through the through the breath. So we have other sources of energy that we means we don't need as much to, to eat as much. And if we don't eat as much and we can use those other sources of energy more, then we will feel lighter and fitter and healthier and we'll feel happier. Um, if we can practice just a little bit lighter, smaller meals in summertime, particularly the, ho- the, the hotter the climate that you live in, the, the, the lighter that you would need to eat. And so you just think about in summer you want to eat salads and, and you want to eat you know, light foods. You don't want to eat heavy casseroles and, and soups, in, hot soups in summer, do you? It's just too hot for that. Um, you want that more in the cold season. Now, a really good source of food in summer is raw foods because they are cooling. So in, in TCM, foods are known to have a thermal effect on the body. They're either warming or cooling or they're neutral. And there'll be different degrees to that. So, for example, chicken and lamb and, and most meat in general uh, is very warming for the body, as is things like buckwheat. So they're great for winter. But fruit and raw vegetables are cooling for the body. So is tofu. So these are things that are very good for for the summer or for the hotter season. So it's natural that we crave more salads and more fruits in summer because it cools us down and it helps us to to shed that heat that's stored in the bones from the winter. It helps us to get that out of the body so that we're not overheating as easily in summer. We can be more relaxed in in the heat of summer. Now, eating local and in-season fruit and veggies, ideally organic ones, is, is pretty much a no-brainer these days, so I won't go into that. The bitter taste, that's something that's probably less well-known. The bitter taste is the taste of um, harmonizing for the fire element. So it helps the heart, and that's, that is actually quite well-known now, that bitterness helps the heart, um, and that's because it balances the fire element. And it's also cooling in its own right. So bitter foods are also cooling. It doesn't have to be something that's really bitter, but things that have a a bitterness to them, for example, leafy greens. So if you think particularly radicchio and endive and and herbs like parsley, they're great. But just even just normal lettuce that isn't that bitter to taste has a bitterness to it. And some teas are also quite bitter. A particularly good one is called bancha or twig tea or kukicha. Uh, it's a Japanese tea. It's got no caffeine and it's it's fantastic uh, for alkalizing the body and, and for that bitterness, great for the heart. Um, as for our the majority of our diet, we want to focus on, on light-colored grains, so light grains and also light-colored grains. So things like quinoa, long or medium grain brown rice, amaranth, uh, particularly whole grain amaranth, if possible, and red coloured veggies help to harmonise the heart and fruit. So 
things like you know ripe tomatoes and, and beetroot, um, watermelon, those sort of things. If they're very sweet, then in moderation is good. But those sort of fresh vegetables in a in and fruit in a in a, a light grain based diet is great. And it's also good to focus on sources of protein that are that are light and quick cooking. And quick cooking goes for all sorts of all all summer food. Just we just want quick cooking or easy to prepare, or even not cooked if it's raw. Uh, and in the case of protein, things that are light. Um, such as seafoods, tofu, red lentils, and focusing more on plant-based food during summer is very is good for the heart and good to help us feel light and, and energetic. So that brings me to the three little things for for the summer uh, and the fire element. The first little thing is that summer is is all about the heart, being social, eating heart healthy food, being active. Great time to get out and and give love to everybody. Well, within reason, <laughs> you know what I mean. Be be kind, be altruistic, help people, and it'll feed your heart too. Whatever you give out, you get back. Number two is the yoga for the summer. is It's great to start every day with a bit of yoga, and you want to strengthen the lower body and the core with squats and lunges and salutes, and to stretch the upper body, especially the arms and the shoulders. And to sit for a short meditation to reconnect to your heart, to your, to your spirit, to your shen. And number three, third little thing, the diet that's really good for helping you to stay balanced and harmonized in, in summer is to eat light food that's fresh, it's in season, ideally organic if you can, uh, local so it's grown close to you, whole foods rather than processed. Um, focuses on, on having a little bit of bitter taste in your diet. And it's based on on light grains, vegetables. Some of those are raw, and small amounts of light protein, which are mostly um, based on plants for the for the health of the heart. So there you go. That's my quick overview of summer and the fire element and staying balanced for the season of summer. Thank you, Adele, for some lovely info. I think Adele framed it beautifully, but it follows on from the spring episode that we released a few weeks ago. I think what I took from that, Lily, and you'll speak to it in a moment, but it's all about the heart and everybody loves that because I guess the heart to most people is the center of who we are. Um, And Lily and I were just briefly chatting about so many sayings that we say probably without any thought that kind of refer to the heart. So Lily, do you want to throw us some of those sayings we were just chatting about? Yes. I'm sure you guys are already in your minds formulating little heart sayings like, um, I just don't have the heart for that or put your heart into it. Things are heartfelt, um, people have hard hearts, mm. um, or they have black hearts. So there's all these things that we already have in our language that we don't realize we're saying, but really we're dropping into that uh, space that's, mm. that we call our heart. And I suppose if you have an Apple Watch, you can measure your HRV now. Uh, but even without an Apple Watch telling you how you're feeling, I'm quite sure we all know how we're feeling. So yeah, thank you Adele, because I think that follows really well from um, the spring episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Thank Wonderful. You. Well, thank you, everyone. A quick disclaimer. These episodes are not intended to replace help, treatment or advice from your healthcare professionals. The information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.